welcome to this edition of Advice Worth Keeping, KPMG's podcast series in which we interview KPMG leadership and subject matter experts, as well as third-party and client executives and thought leaders on key global business, socioeconomic, and geopolitical market trends and topics. My name is Stan Lapique, the lead market research and thought leadership effort for the KPMG Global Management Consulting Practice. And I'm your host for this podcast series. And I'm pleased to have back us here again today on Advice Worth Keeping, Mr. Caleb Korn. Caleb is a member of the U.S. firm. He's one of our cybersecurity experts and a regular here on Advice Worth Keeping. So, Caleb, thanks for joining us here again today. First topic is an interesting one. It's a technical one, but we're in good hands for Caleb to explain some of the technical dimensions of the topic, but also help us to understand the business implications of this. We want to talk about the competitive advantages of customer privacy and security. So at a high level, that's a relatively intuitive topic and statement, but there's obviously a lot to it. So today we want to talk about some new advancements in some of the protocols that are utilized to enable privacy and security, in particular talk about the transport layer security and a new version, if that's the right word, of that protocol. So before we get into that, Caleb, maybe just for our listeners, how do you characterize when you're talking to clients and how do you help them understand the business value of privacy? When we talk about the business value of privacy, there's a couple things that come to mind first. Number one is there's a competitive advantage to being a firm or an enterprise that does right by its customers when it comes to privacy. The worst case scenario, we don't like to talk about breaches or compromises of customer or confidential information. Right? We want to avoid that. That's pretty obvious. That costs the business. But on the other hand, when we're really on the ball when it comes to these privacy and, and security capabilities, it means that we save money on those unpleasant outcomes that we can later invest into really innovative services or products that delight our customers and our shareholders if we have them. So the point is, is that when we have less risk in the environment, we have more we can invest in things that make the business grow. That's really the bottom line. The topic here today is tool and our tool set to minimize risk and keep us more competitive. No, that makes a lot of sense. Specifically then to the tool sets we want to talk about. So for our listeners, what is transport layer security, TLS? Where is it used? Why does it matter? And what's going on relative to some advancements with that protocol? As we mentioned, this isn't probably the forum to really get into technical, technical details. So our audience doesn't need to worry. I won't go deep. At the end of the day, the easiest way to think about TLS, the new version, which is 1.3, is that when we're browsing on our mobile devices or maybe on your laptop or desktop, in the upper left of the little line where it says what website you're visiting, you've got the little green lock, I hope. It's more and more common these days, and it'll say HTTPS. Well, TLS is the thing that enables that. That's kind of the short version. The reason that it's timely to talk about that now, as you just mentioned, Stan, TLS 1.3 was officially blessed recently by the, you know, the folks way behind the scenes in the industry that decide when these things are ready for prime time. So you're seeing its emergence in some of the really, really big properties online that we're all very familiar with. They're starting to implement it in production, meaning like it's working now, it's live, it's out there serving those businesses. So the reason we wanted to talk about it today is put it on the radar for our clients so that they can also take advantage of the business benefits that we alluded to earlier. One thing I meant to include a moment ago in my answer to you is there's also not the carrot, but the stick. You know, I hate to put it that way, but there's compliance 
implications for TLS because its predecessor, TLS 1.2, was a requirement for PCI, payment card industry regulations around how business gets done there. Long story short is not only is it a good idea to get ahead of now, but sooner or later it will become a requirement that the organization will have to show regulators. So there's the, the thing that we can do now to get the business advantage out of it. And then there's the reason we're going to have to do it sooner or later, and that's regulation. Okay. So my next question was going to be uh, the business person or perhaps as an IT person, but not someone who's focused on cybersecurity, really, why should I care about TLS3? But I think you hit upon a good point right there relative to meeting regulatory requirements. But if I'm on the business side of the house, or maybe I'm an IT executive who's not responsible for cybersecurity, should I worry about this? Or should I just assume my cybersecurity team, my CSO are addressing this, something under the hood and just isn't something I should be too concerned about? Or is this an example of an aspect of cybersecurity that even as a business person, I should be aware of, not perhaps to the level that you mentioned earlier, really how it works, assuring that my site, for example, has that green box. And I don't know what you mean from browsing a lot myself. Sometimes you see it, sometimes you don't. As a business person, how much should I care and and what should I be doing? Or should I assume this is being handled by my security experts? That's exactly the question I was hoping you'd queue up. So I appreciate that, Stan. Don't assume, right? Because at the end of the day, it's not a muscle that the organization really exercises regularly. Its predecessor, 1.2, came out in 2008. So 10 years ago, it popped on the radar that this is something important that people would have to do sooner or later. And as we have come to expect, businesses will put things off until it's go time. And that's really not the best time to do something this important. I think the message for our audience today, the advice we're keeping is that by getting ahead of it now, by starting to have the conversation with the technical folks about how to get ready or begin implementing TLS 1.3 in the organization, the business benefits your organization will enjoy now. (laughs) That's always a good idea. And you won't be in that rush where you have to spend more money down the line to get this in place later because it wasn't something you had been preparing for. We've talked about the risk reduction benefits and customer effect where their information is more secure. The other great thing that I didn't mention yet is that there's actually performance benefits to the browsing experience with TLS 1.3. So your site will load faster and feel smoother to your users. Again, a great business benefit that is the type of thing that should energize leaders to talk to their organizations about doing this sooner rather than later. I like the analogy of it's a muscle you need to exercise to get, you said, improved performance benefits. And I think it's also interesting, your point, that the prior version of this protocol has been out there for close to 10 years. And I think in some cases, perhaps business people assume they've had something that was best in class. It'll stay that way, but I think illustrates the world has changed. And I'm thinking of something I was just reading yesterday that you'll know more about this than myself, but there were some protocols that are embedded in I think it was Android software that originally were utilized to support dial-up modems, and it exposes some flaws that you can get hacked via your USB port. And it was something for using dial-up 10, 12 years ago that was fine, but it's still out there and it's causing a problem. So I think that highlights the need to keep everything current. Mm -hmm. Perfect example. The one thing I do want to wrap around the advice we just shared is that the analogy we're using about going to the gym and exercising that muscle, I think, is the right one making the organization able to implement things like this without a whole lot of pain. I don't want to suggest that a leader mandate that the next three months, if this is across the organization, this is the type of thing where just like going to the gym, you start small, 
your enterprise, your body has time to move into this slowly without hurting ourselves. <laughs> the advice for leaders would be to pick a group or have somebody under them pick a group to get this right and learn how to do it well and then share that in due process. But just don't wait until it's time where everybody has to do it. That's when it gets really uncomfortable. Okay, well, that's a great segue into my last question, which is the business person or the business executive or maybe the IT executive, really, what should I be doing? So I think you just hit upon a couple key points, but are there other things that our listeners should make sure that they're doing once they get off this call and go back to work? Start small in pockets. Don't procrastinate. And if you need support, you can reach out to folks like us at KPMG who specialize in kind of this intersection of technology, especially the security side, and making the business run and generate the results that our leaders and our stakeholders require. Okay, great. Well, Caleb, thanks as usual for taking an important and complicated topic and turning it into something that all of our listeners can understand the value and importance of. So thanks for joining us here again today on Advice Worth Keeping. And for our listeners, there's links off the landing page for this podcast to some additional KPMG and third-party materials. So if you want to dig a bit deeper into TLS 1.3 and also the competitive advantages of customer privacy and security that Caleb's been discussing. Check out those links. Caleb, thanks for joining us here again today. My pleasure, Sam. And you can find the links to the items you referenced in the show today below the podcast. If you're online, of course, the URL for that is kpmg.com slash US slash podcast. That's a wrap. Thanks for your participation. 